Hi, everyone, and welcome to Cargo Facts Connect, the podcast and video series of Cargo Facts, the newsletter of record of the air cargo and freighter aircraft industries for over 40 years. I'm your host, Deputy Editor Karen Livingston, and I'm joined today by Cargo Facts Senior Editor Charles Kaufman. Hi, Charles. Hey, Karen. Now, this is the weekly wrap of what's happening in air cargo for the week of August 18th, 2020. Today is Friday, August 21st, 2020. Before we begin our discussion, I wanted to thank our sponsors, AEI, ATSG, P-Cubed Aerospace, IAI Aviation Group, and U.S. Cargo Systems. Uh, So for news of the week, while orders for the 747 production freighters uh, may have been cut off recently, Freighter aircraft transactions involving the 747 have continued to, uh, to move. Uh, first, we have uh, US-based National Airlines, which started the process of reactivating a 747-400 BCF, which is its second reactivation for the year. Uh, there was also Russia-based Skygates Airlines, which said it was nearing completion of a deal that would add to its fleet uh, a third 747-400 freighter. And then uh, also we have One China Global Airways, which is a new startup carrier based in Asia. And they outlined plans to launch operations with two white body freighters within the next year. Um, so that's a lot of transactions, Charles. Is this volume of transactions normal? Uh, well, Karen, if, if we look back at historical 747 transaction volume from year to year, it, it's hard to define normal. Um, Obviously, transaction volume varies uh, in response to market demand and other macroeconomic factors. Um, What we're seeing now uh, really is carriers with stored freighter converted 747s and and, and 747 production freighters starting to recognize that when it comes to reactivations, uh, it really may be now or never. Um, So many of the the older conversions have limited cycles remaining um, and and would require uh, maintenance and sometimes costly maintenance ahead of service reentry. And so it's really hard to imagine a scenario in which freighters are are more relevant than they are uh, today, given the lack of belly capacity connecting global markets. Um, Recent estimates from Airlines for America, Goldman Sachs, and and Wolf Research uh, don't see a return to 2019 passenger volumes uh, until 2023 at the earliest. Uh, And it's it's important to note that domestic air travel recovery is expected uh, in advance of of international uh, aviation recovery, and we're starting to see that already in, in many markets. Um, This is influenced not only by consumer demand, but also by uh, travel restrictions. So if we take uh, Qantas, the the flag carrier of Australia, uh, which grounded all international flights in in March, Um, earlier this week when they they released their second quarter results, um, the carrier stated that it does not expect to resume international flights until July 2021. Uh, and, and flights to some markets, including the United States, uh, could actually follow uh, even even later. Um, they mentioned that uh, U.S. Um, 
flights to the United States may not resume until a vaccine is available. And so we're, we're seeing similar skepticism in, in resuming international flights um, in, in New Zealand and, and other markets as well. Um, so it, it's no coincidence that uh, a carrier like Polar Air Cargo um, is planning to launch a, a new route between New Zealand and, and Hong Kong, as, as you reported this week, Karen. And so with this, in, with this reality in mind, uh, we continue to see the reactivation of, of older 747 freighters and, and even conversions. Right. Yeah. So it sounds like uh, people are moving forward with the expectation that we'll have a lot of the wide body passenger capacity out of the market for the longer term. So that does make sense uh, while we're seeing this. Uh, so what's the current state of idled 747 capacity uh, with all these reactivations happening and what else is likely to come back? That's a great question. Uh, so last week, uh, Jeff Lee, our associate editor of, of Carcofax, tallied the, uh, the stored 747 freighter fleet. Uh, and we counted just about 18 units that are um, in, in storage or haven't flown recently. Um, you know, among those, um, many are very likely to come back. Uh, so there is a pair of um, Sadia Cargo uh, 747 Dash eights, um, you know, they're are, are they're pretty young, just over seven years old. Um, it's it's uh, quite an interesting case that they are not operating today. Uh, but the the aircraft owners are in the process of remarketing those aircraft. Uh, there are also five seven four seven four hundred production freighters in storage. Uh, many of these are uh, twenty years or or, or younger uh, in age. So. Um, and some have quite low cycles, um, as is the case with two 747-400 production freighters that just came off lease from Airbridge Cargo. Um, so these are these are likely to uh, return to service with with another operator. And uh, as we've reported this week, there are uh, carriers looking uh, to expand their their portfolio of 747 freighters. Um, and then there there are a couple other freighters. Um, that have been parked for some time, as is the case with um, two China Airlines 747s that have uh, been in storage in the United States um, for a few years now. Um, but as we saw last year, uh, one of these, or uh, one of the, the former China Airlines aircraft did return to service with ASL Airlines. So it's certainly uh, within the realm of possibilities that these aircraft uh, return to service. and. Um, you know, the carrier is is working to remarket those. Um, so I, I do anticipate the production freighters uh, returning to service. Um, and then there, there are also 11 freighter converted 747-400s in, in storage. Um, and again, some have life-limited parts with, with few cycles remaining, uh, but we do expect to see uh, some of these aircraft reactivated, uh, as was the case with the National Airlines BCF. Uh, well, I'm glad to hear that uh, the end of 747 production doesn't mean the end of 747 stories on cargo facts. Certainly not. Um, aside from the 747 news, um, this week cargo facts also reported on a flurry of activity from carriers based in Southeast Asia. Uh, that includes uh, POS Malaysia, which is divesting from its loss-making cargo airline POS Asia Cargo Express. 
and we'll enter into a share sale and subscription agreement that we'll see Asia Cargo Network assume a 51% stake in that airline uh, valued at about 9.6 million. And then uh, in Indonesia, Kartik Air announced plans to resume operating a 737-300 freighter by the end of August, uh, which will increase its narrow-body freighter fleet to two units. So, Charles, what's driving demand for freighter lift in, in Southeast Asia? Yeah, so some of the drivers that exist in, in other markets are, are, are present in, uh, in Southeast Asia, uh, you know, the growing consumer class and the rise in, in e-commerce transactions, for example. Uh, I think in the case of Indonesia, uh, where, where Cardigar is based, you know, it's important to note that the freighter fleet is modest in size, um, and yet you know, the, the country is, is inhabited by uh, more than 250 million people uh, spread across 6,000 inhabited islands. Um, and you know, so there, is, there, is, there are limitations to um, the connectivity that, that currently exists. Uh, in, in the country. And another reality uh, that we're finding is that some of the older 737 classics uh, in the region are, are carrying food and other forms of, of humanitarian aid. Uh, so Cardigare, for example, um, currently operates a 737-400 and, and the carrier has a contract with, with Harmony, which is uh, an organization sponsored by USAID uh, that promotes uh, resilience of, of key Indonesian institutions uh, and segments of society against uh, the rise of violent extremism. Um, so that's uh, certainly a, a unique uh, use for, for a 737 classic uh, in the region. Uh, and then looking at some of the other aircraft uh, that are in service with, with Indonesia, uh, in December of last year, a uh, cargo charter operator, uh, Jaya Wijaya, Dirgantara uh, acquired a 737-300 uh, that was actually previously operated by Cardigare. And they utilized the aircraft to, uh, to charter a variety of commodities uh, such as, as um, rice and other food staples. So um, yeah, the, the fleet is, is utilized in a variety of, of uh, manners. Okay, so a lot of uh, food moving in the region right now by air, which is always an important element in responding to humanitarian crises around the world. Uh, so what do we have to look forward on CargoFax next week? Yeah, so uh, next week we'll actually publish a, a webinar that you'd probably be interested in, Karen, uh, featuring Doug Kelly, uh, who's a senior vice president of asset valuation at Avitas. And he'll provide an update regarding 747 freighter values uh, in light of COVID-19 and Boeing's decision to formally end production of the 747 uh, in 2022. And we'll also be revisiting the feedstock situation for 737 NGs and A320 family conversions. So uh, quite a lot to look forward to next week. Great. I'll be sure to check out the webinar. Uh, well, that's all we have time for today. But uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, for the latest updates or to check out the Crater Aircraft Transaction Database, you can visit www.cargofax.com. Thank you, Charles. Thanks, Karen.